You are listening to episode 39 of the Kin Podcast. Welcome, welcome. This is Marcela Chamorro, your host. Today, on another episode, I'm aiming for 10-ish minutes, as I've been telling you. This episode is going to be about capital S suffering. And I know that you might be thinking to yourself, why would I want to listen to an entire 10 minutes about suffering? (laughs) But I promise there's an upside to it. There's either processing suffering and using it for your good or not and letting it run your life or ruin your life in some cases. We all suffer. Life includes suffering. That's just a matter of fact. I, for one, haven't met anyone who's avoided it for their entire lives. But I do know that, like I said, you have two options. You can work with it, you can process it, or you can decide not to. And it's really up to you. Today, I'm going to talk about why capital S suffering, if processed, if healed, if kind of transformed in the right way, can lead to an even more beautiful life. And also, pretty importantly, how do you do it? How do you transform it? This is ambitious for 10 minutes, so what do you say? Let's get to it. You're listening to The Kin Show, where we explore the intricacies of the human heart, faith, relationships, spirituality, parenthood, and more, celebrating our journeys as seekers. We believe in love, in giving more of it to every person we interact with and to ourselves. We believe in living with intention for our children, for our communities, and most importantly, for ourselves. We believe we are all one family, one kin, kindred spirits loved unconditionally by God. And we believe it's more important to actually know God than to just know about God. Seeker, writer, photographer, your host Marcella Chamorro shares perhaps way too many personal stories and asks you the right questions to help you uncover what's best for your life. This is not our practice life, so let's make the most of it. Are you ready to hear inspiring interviews and coffee table chats with Marcella? Grab a cup of coffee and prepare to transform your definition of your dream life. Here's your host, boy band lover and master of deep conversations, Marcella Chamorro. I want to start this episode on capital S suffering by acknowledging my privilege. Consider this a privilege disclaimer. I was born into an incredibly blessed life, had a happy childhood. My parents were happily married, still are happily married. I am one of three siblings, and we are all pretty grounded people, get along, no severe issues, no abuse, no neglect, no trauma, from what I can tell. Everything was pretty rosy. We lived a comfortable life in a middle-class neighborhood and went to good public schools. There is nothing that I can complain about growing up and in my current life, so I just want to you know, not discount the suffering that other people have gone through in other situations in life or in more severe circumstances than I have gone through. But to be fair, that does not discount the pain that I have endured in my 34 years of life. You know, there are situations that arise from outside of childhood, outside the family, and I don't want to downplay whatever situation you're coming from and whatever circumstances you grew up in or you find yourself in today 
whether they are as severe as abuse, neglect, and things like that, or they're not, we have all suffered. I sometimes felt guilt for my pain because of my privilege. And there's a quote by Viktor Frankl that I read in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, which is an incredible book. And I really recommend anybody who hasn't read that book to read it. And it's on my list to reread soon. The quote goes like this. To draw an analogy, a man's suffering is similar to the behavior of gas. If a certain quantity of gas is pumped into an empty chamber, it will fill the chamber completely and evenly no matter how big the chamber. Thus, suffering completely fills the human soul and conscious mind, no matter whether the suffering is great or little. Therefore, the quote-unquote size of human suffering is absolutely relative. That quote, when I first read it in his book, it really helped me to understand why different people in different circumstances still feel pain. Now, this is not to complain, this is not to compare severity or things like that, but it's that, you know, we all have this in common, we all feel pain. Now, in my personal life, I have, and I can only speak to my own experience, kind of had two capital S sufferings is what I call it. You know, we all suffer in our day-to-day lives. We might get upset if somebody makes a comment about our clothes. We might get upset if somebody cuts us off on the freeway or if, you know, we get a flat tire or we can't disentangle Christmas lights. We run out of gas if our kid has a tantrum. I mean, I could go on forever for all the reasons that, you know, we could get upset and suffer throughout the day. I know, for example, for my husband, one of the greatest sufferings of his day is when his phone rings. He just hates it so much that his phone rings because he doesn't, he wants everybody to leave him alone. And, you know, talking about work situations. So we all have different triggers, but in my life, there are two experiences that I recognize were capital S sufferings, things that left a more lasting mark on my life and whose pain really filled the chamber using the metaphor that Viktor Frankl used. So the first one was when I was 16, turning 17, and had a very significant family rift that lasted about a year. And the second capital S suffering experience that I went through was my hyperemesis gravidarum, which lasted about nine months, peaks and valleys, right? But it was a prolonged experience of physical agony, which then translated to emotional and spiritual agony as well. And what I noticed with these two experiences is that they were a prolonged period of time of suffering. In the first one, it was about relationships, my relationship with my immediate family. And in the second case, it was just me and my own. I guess Andres, my third child, counts because high premises gravidarum happened due to the pregnancy, but it was not a singular experience. It was day after day of suffering to the point where I felt like I couldn't take it anymore. What these experiences really were, were my models falling apart. My mental models of life, the ones I had built to have some semblance of control over the world, to feel safe, to feel secure, 
how I made sense of the world and how I fit in it. During these experiences of capital S suffering, my mental models fell apart. But when things fall apart, that leaves a space for something new to grow, right? So in my first experience of true suffering, it was my very significant family rift. And in that experience, my mental model of my loving family, my loving childhood, all of that fell apart. But the new life that was able to come from that was my independence, doing things for myself when I think they were right, even at the expense of what others might think. The independent Marcela that is now able to sit here and record this podcast and tell you what she thinks is a result of that suffering that I went through when I was 16 turning 17. Without that experience, I wouldn't have the confidence in myself to be able to do this right now. And with my hyperemesis gravidarum when I felt sick, the mental models around my physical body and what it allowed me to do fell apart because I had so many mental models of being an involved parent and a creative person. And all of that fell away when I was bedridden for months at a time. While that was horribly painful at the time, it allowed me to understand so many things about being a parent and about my own identity. So when you strip away a person's ability to do anything other than lay and cry, I was able to realize that my worth as a person is not based on what I do, it's based on who I am. So without having to do anything, I was still me. And when you strip me of all of those activities that were so ingrained in my identity, I thought, I realized without all that stuff, without all those activities, I'm still me. And that was a beautiful thing to realize. And of course, I missed my children terribly. And I went through a lot of guilt about being bedridden and not being able to be with them. And they went through their own transitions of having to get used to other caregivers, take care of them, pun intended, because that's what happened. I couldn't take care of them anymore. Other people had to take care of them for me or in the place of me. They spent a lot of time with their dad that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. And there was a lot of other blessings that came from that. And in the end, I realized that while I love being an involved parent and I love mothering, as a verb, mothering my children, they also are going to be just fine no matter what. Because they aren't mine. They're God's. Anyway, from these experiences of capital S suffering, new life and new opportunity came from all of these mental models breaking down. And there's another quote that I love about this, which is by PhD in Reverend Cynthia Bourgeau. And she says, our wounds entrusted to the divine mercy can become the stimulus to extraordinary growth. And I agree with that quote wholeheartedly. Extraordinary growth is what came for me through those intense experiences of what I call capital S suffering. And I hope that you are able to maybe look back on your life and think about your 
capital S sufferings and how they have led to new life and extraordinary growth. All right, so that concludes this episode, number 39 of The Kin Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying tuned in till the very end. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I will be back soon with another episode of The Kin Show. This is Marcela, your host, signing out.